0: Hey, everybody. Hi, friends. Oh, you're hot. There you go. You're a little better. You have oh, more uh, high friend game than I do. You're you're hot and handsome at the same time. Ah yes. If our listeners would believe that, we are in, uh, broadcasting you live from our respective quarantines, enjoying some quarantinis. A joke from Scrubs Ooh. that Tara uh, Reed, I think, made. Remember, she played. Um, with Dr. Cox's wife's sister, Dr. Cox's sister-in-law.
1: Mhm.
0: And they got quarantined. she had quarantines. Quarantines. That's a good idea. That joke is coming back around now with the the coronavirus, yeah. COVID-19 quarantine. You and I, our lives have have really got really. I'm sure everyone had everyone's lives. Yeah, have. they're shutting down the liquor stores. <laughs> Are they? Uh in
2: Montgo, uh Bucks, basically anyone under I think Monday. They uh shut down because around here, if you live in this fine commonwealth, uh, it's like the mob and they own the liquor stores, so they control the commonwealth
0: of Pennsylvania. It's called a state store, like they would in Boston, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the the government, the commonwealth of Pennsylvania, um, but they've relaxed the law so much in the last few years. Under the current, yeah, they they uh, let the street gangs kind of hustle the dope now. Yeah, it took one governor to from Pennsylvania to go to like this backwards ass, not being and I and I and people who I don't drink are like, man, these guys are alcoholics. It took yep. one governor to go from like you come to Pennsylvania, you can't you can get beer by the case only in weird stores, uh, run by guys smoking cigarettes and watching NASCAR, <laughs> and you could get liquor. Uh, Monday through Friday, uh, ten to two p.m. Uh, from the state only. And now you can get beer in gas stations more so than like other states. You get beer like at, at grocery stores. You get to be w- fair,
2: that if it weren't for beer distributors, most young boys growing up pen- in Pennsylvania wouldn't feel their first feelings when they do, because that place is nothing but cardboard cutouts of girls oh, wearing yeah. like,
0: black record, like racing flags checkered bikinis right camo uh, cans it's uh yeah so there's that and when my dad really didn't he t- i've been i was a beer dad, dis- a beer distributor as a kid like few and far between my dad really didn't drink it was in my older years that i have gotten to know beer distributors now i just stop at the gas station well i mean all right should i get right into it and tell him how crazy i went over the last week The old free even though you broke it up over multiple stores because you didn't want those people to think you were crazy. Right. But. So I, I kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself in the back, buddy. I'm gonna do it right now. I was kind of ahead of the curve on the panic. <laughs> so while everyone else is just going nuts and panicking now, I went nuts and panicked days ago. <laughs> way before Ooh, yeah, you did. Way before anyone else did. And uh, I didn't buy anything like crazy. I didn't get like. A thousand rolls of toilet paper, or I, I already had enough uh, um, hand sanitizer to uh, smother a moose. See, this is how
2: they got to the three seashells in Demolition Man. Something like this happened, and we ran out of toilet paper.
0: Um, we will never run out of toilet paper. They, they, they're going to stock this. This is not something that they're like like Nintendo's classic uh, console that they want to run a frenzy on. They want to sell oh, they're not gonna cut back production toilet paper and then raise the price on it. Right. They're going to sell you LS. They're they're going to sell us every roll. Now, Purell, I heard, the company who makes Purell, I heard was uh uh doing some price gouging shit. I don't know how true it is. I just heard it from the grapevine. Um, but whatever. That's here and over there. You can oh, make New York they had uh- uh, traffic cops. Yeah, giving tickets to people who yeah. are. Pri- I'm talking, that's stores. I'm talking about Purell was doing yeah. just that cutback production, raising cut prices. From, from what I heard, that might not 100% be true. There's so much unsubstantiated unsubstantiated gossip uh, about the COVID 19 out there that you don't know what's true. But I do know that the people who make toilet paper are, go- are going to make it like fucking try and sell you every single roll you'll buy while this pandemic's going on. Because they know in a couple of weeks you're going to be quarantined and not buying shit. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, you you be eating at that point
2: nothing but processed food. And how is that any different? Drinking from... alcohol
0: and how... you're going to go through twice as much toilet paper as you did before. Yeah, but how... no, you won't, because how is eating nothing but processed food and drinking alcohol different from 95% of Americans' lives on a daily basis? Anyway, how's squeezer? How's your so, life how's... changing? Uh, All that unprocessed food and non-alcoholic beverages you drink on a regular basis.
2: Shut up. <laughs> I had a, I had some edamame today.
0: Was I, it? I choked them down. Was it? <laughs> was it clean picked or was it processed and frozen in a plastic bag?
2: I'm fucking frozen in a plastic
0: bag. Where do you think I live? Fucking right, like exactly. Iowa? So that's processed. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that squeezer. I'm just saying. Let's not shit on getting the shits from processed food. Uh, let's not let not fling shit at shit houses and to be a little James. Fair Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I came back from Jamaica a little. I was not So I, I I like woke up in like like three thirty a.m. one night and I couldn't fall back asleep. So all I had was the internet, uh, and uh, I really dug myself a hole. Of oh, just the internet. Yeah. So, but I w- I was sure to read only like what I perceived as is facts like I would only read like I've been a good boy like I stick to this CDC World Health and well before this was even before the CDC and World Health this was just like like scientific Like you could go and read scientific journals like a lot of reddit boards will link back to them and like cite their sources so I was reading a lot of this and and they were all saying this is what's gonna happen this is what's gonna happen this is what's gonna happen This isn't a possibility. This is what's going to happen. And I really got freaked out. I'm like. Oh, yeah.
2: You were just kind of staring off into the nothing. And I kind of made fun of you for it. A couple of us did. And then we realized if you, in hindsight, like if you're the one that's freaking out over this, maybe we should pay attention. You are our canary in
0: a coal mine. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. uh, Our friend Christy said the same thing. She said, uh, my panic was her panic like because normally i i don't it's really hard to make me panic about a situation there has to be data present for me to panic and you're probably at home saying don't panic this is gonna blow over and, and you listen we're gonna be fine you yeah. me are most of our listeners are gonna be fine but if if we give a shit about our elder, elder elderly population and, 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 the, and the sick and immune-suppressed uh, population. And this is a big if. Right. You might not. But if you do, you have to follow these guidelines because they're or they're finding that we might be more contagious than they thought. They assume that it was only uh, people who were showing symptoms are passing this, and now they're saying you could be asymptomatic and completely healthy, have this, and be passing it, which is fucking scary. Fucking kids. So stay... Yeah, kids, they're little virus beacons. They're just running around fine. Kids cannot get kids under the age of 19. The younger they are, the less likely they are to get sick from this. And um, they're just but they're just passing along, passing along. Don't take kids <laughs> to see Pauly. I just saw, I saw a thing
2: on fucking Instagram. A little Cub Scout. I pledge to stay at home and get drunk alone because sitting near others will literally kill thousands of old people.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yep. So, I mean, don't go – if show. you're in an area, and almost almost every state right now is pretty much in this situation, and, and, and other countries around the world. I know we have listeners in Australia and New Zealand. What a workshop. What up? Um, I know we have listeners in the Philippines. We have listeners everywhere. Yeah, If the uh, COVID-19 is in your area, yeah, just stay home. Just, uh, you know, I stocked up. I got plenty of garbage food to eat and, and kill myself in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and then I went a little crazy on beer. Fucking Eric from Texas got Sam Summer Ale. It's brewed in my backyard squeezer and this motherfucker, <laughs> thousands of miles away, <laughs> has it. It's not out here yet. Uh anyway, I got I, I got a Can com- you stop at the brewery? I that's what Enchantress said. She said, just knock on the door and be like, Hello, can I have some summer ale? It's an emergency. <laughs> I'm serious. Let me let me make a tack. Let me Make a call, see what I can do for
2: you. Yeah, if you know anyone who could hook me up.
0: I'm, pay- I'm not I'm not
2: looking for handouts. He wants to ruin his life. He's given up a sweet gig moving pallets to be a state cop. I don't get it. I've got
0: cash money to pay for this. Uh, yes, yeah, so don't go out. I know St. Patrick's Day is Tuesday. Fuck, you've gotten drunk and acted like an idiot. For how many St. Patrick's Days in a row? You can take one this off. This is coming from the king. Right. My last name is Kelly, for fuck's sake. Um, just take this one off, you know, Squeezer and I, we could Isn't be, us. we're supposed to be on a flight to Florida, sunny Florida in less than yeah. 12 hours and more than twelve, in, in 14 hours, but we're not, it's not happening. <laughs> so well, there wouldn't be anything to do even no. if we did go. Right. We work in sports, everybody. And I feel really bad. For anybody who works in sports, we're lucky enough, we're fortunate enough to have a full-time salary position in sports. But a lot of people are gig to gig. Most Uh, ninety percent of the people who work in this industry are gig gig workers, and they're just fucked right now. And I mean, if the the longer the more we fuck around and go out and feel like oh it's not going to affect me, I'm going to go to the bar, I'm going to go to a restaurant and eat. You fucking stupid shithole! This is just gonna make this crap last longer. Stay. I want to watch baseball. Right? Yeah, we want to watch. We want sports to start back up. Flyers are finally good. Yeah. Things happen in well, basketball so, uh, that
2: I don't know about. <laughs> this is how dumb. This is how dumb I am. So I'm driving in. This was what? What day? I don't even remember anymore. It's Saturday i was home today
0: it's, it was odd yeah we were and home I was on a saturday last week. in the middle of march squeezer yeah never in my 20 years of working in television have i been home on a, all weekend in the middle of march yeah
2: no um but i was listening to uh bill burr's monday morning podcast like an older one from just last week and he was finally talking about oh the flyers are finally good and this was before all shit hit the fan. Wednesday. And it was the Flyers dear. games. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Now that our hockey season's canceled and I'm not going to be overwhelmed with hockey, you know what? I'll start, get back in. I'll watch the Flyers a little bit, take in a couple games, especially if they're getting... Ah, oh, fuck. What?
0: Are you that dumb? Come Seriously, on, I'm, there... No, no, my... I...
2: I'm fucking tired, all right. But my mind, actually, the first thing I thought was, you know what? Now with no hockey, I can watch the Flyers.
0: Now with no hockey, I can watch hockey. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, it's you know you, you gotta you divert brain power to places where it matters, and those things can you know.
0: Um, well, last night uh, Enchantress and I played Jurassic Park. Danger! The board game it was pretty fun. She won. She uh, there's a players play as humans, and one player plays as dinosaur. And when it's dinosaurs, and with two players, it's one player playing as the dinosaurs, and the other player playing as the humans. It's actually a pretty fun game. She won, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we woke up. I I, I cleaned squeeze, I put laundry away. I cleaned nice. the kitchen. Um, yeah. We went for a hike. A bake of a knob.
2: They're gonna uh, start shutting state parks down too, though, county by county.
0: It's not a state park.
2: Oh, it's not? No.
0: Oh. The game lands around there are, but it's yeah. a bake of a knob is not a state park. Uh,
2: that's nice up there. Good for you. You got a nice day for it. I, uh, I was out in the yard with a kid. She's literally rolling around in dirt. Well, yeah. Was was that a
0: hill you sent me or was that just, no, the that's my
2: backyard. That okay. was her
0: just, that was flat rolling. ground. <laughs> that was flat ground. Um, I figured it looked, but it looked, yeah.
2: Like she was just rolling down the hill cause yeah. it was, she's already gone stir crazy because you can't go to the local zoo. You can't go to
0: well, so anything we, fun. You can go to park, like playgrounds. As long as there's no kids there. Well, yeah, yeah, but then there's other kids there. No, the one we went to, there wasn't. So oh. we, after we left um, Bake Oven Knob, we went to uh, Covered Bridge Park. Where's Dan? Mhm. Yep. And
2: uh, my, uh, engagement photos taken there.
0: Do you know there's a whole everyone else? In oh area. yeah, I, I made a thing for those with you, and yeah. edited grimace as your bride. Yes. <laughs> you knew something you know i was gonna photoshop something when you gave me those oh i knew it yeah um uh, so we went in there wasn't a lot of people there at all we swung on the swings i jumped i got really high and i jumped uh, i stuck the landing i was proud of myself then right. i realized there's a frisbee golf course back there a pretty nice one i had yeah. no idea i haven't frisbee golfed in 25 years probably I have a really nice one, like a block from my house right here. We also have one, you know it's the Weiss brutal. on Route 100? Yeah.
2: Like, oh, right. yeah. And uh, we used to film there all the time. We would have to, like, stop down like a murder
0: because someone was, like, playing through. That's five minutes from my house. Yeah. That's five get you five minutes from your mom's house. I know. I got to get to the fairgrounds, Yeah, get to that you're, store. you're a big,
2: fancy executive now, and you don't golf, so now you can disc golf. frisbee golf, yeah. You can
0: drag some guy in khakis out into the woods. Yeah, no. Well, that this is you don't you wait on people to serve you beer. You throw 240s in your backpack and you take them out with you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, and then we came home and we played uh, some Jackbox games uh, on PlayStation. Cool. They're fun. Um if she's still awake when we finish this cuz it's still early. Uh, yeah. we're, we're going to play some more board games, uh but We might
2: finish this today.
0: Yeah, we might. And I'll um, go to sleep. That'd be awesome. We watched Toy I saw Toy Story Four finally. It's really good. It is, isn't it? It's like they figured out a way to make a whole new cast of characters. Yep. And they're wonderful. Key and Peel yeah. as Bunny and Ducky. That is I actually bought that uh, um
2: Christmas ornament for Mrs. Squeezer for Christmas because they were her absolute favorite. I uh, yeah, I bought uh and is, is the timing of that bit of theirs not Oh, it's Absolutely. hysterical. When they,
0: when they keep outlining their plans yes. to get the old lady, it's hysterical. That's the best the writing, part of the movie. The
2: writing, everything of it is perfection.
0: Right. The whole, it's a squeezer joke. The whole really long, yeah. she goes long, home, she's in the bath, and finally she's sleeping. The payoff takes forever. <laughs> the payoff. And then the, the post credit scene, too. Yeah, when they're huge uh, and they're shooting lasers out of their eyes. Yeah, spoilers. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And then uh, Duke Kaboom is also hysterical.
2: He's great.
0: Uh, no, I, love, I we watched that
2: a whole – we actually – even though we have the Disney Plus, we still fell for the trap
0: and went uh, – got it on Blu-ray. Uh, um, we watched it on Disney Plus. I heard Disney Plus. So I gave out some misinformation to our neighbor. I thought you told me Star Wars and Frozen 2 are coming to Disney no, Plus. No.
2: Star Wars will be available for digital download yes. at a cost. Yes. Frozen okay. 2 is actually out now already. Right. And, I, I thought it was Sunday. It is, but uh, the missus was watching it oh, on you her can, phone you in the bedroom it.
0: at like eight o'clock
2: tonight already. Okay, they just put it out there.
0: So, so Disney, so they shut down Disney World. Has Disney World ever been shut down? This is this whole thing is unprecedented. Uh, hurricane
2: Andrew, I think. No, I mean for two weeks. Oh yeah, even with the hurricane, like they were open like two days later.
0: Right. This is yeah. this whole thing is casinos. Unpre- our casinos closing? Right. It's unprecedented. It's really, it's unprecedented. It's something that has never happened before in our lifetime and hopefully never happens again. Yeah. I don't want this to become the norm. That would be freaky. No, you can't keep shutting shit down. Yeah. um, Things aren't going to be the same for a while after this either. No. Uh, Business will not go back to being usual. Uh, I'm not trying to depress anyone, but if here's the good news, though and i said this earlier in the podcast if we do get quarantined at home we are looking into doing our podcast live sorry what the hell is that blowing my nose oh we're looking into doing our podcast live daily and maybe have collins we don't know yet i don't i don't know if we might not be able to get it to work but we definitely want to do more podcasts just to keep our minds sharp and yeah and doing doing something every day, doing some sort of work every day. And it probably won't be like a topic every day. We'll probably just be put it posting this. us this bullshitting every day. And it'll, it'll won't be, be as grim. Right. We'll we'll be here for you every day. That's what that's what we plan on doing. If if we get quarantined, which is this distinct possibility within the next mm-hmm. two weeks. So it, Well, and when we say every day during a quarantine, like if it's like like eight
2: weeks um, at some point, I, I'm going to need a little time from you, buddy.
0: Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see what I allow. You work, you work <laughs> I just for, won't pick up my phone. You work for me. <laughs> Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Yeah. On uh, weekends. No, no, not weekends. Not weekends. Weekdays. Okay.
2: Weekdays. All right. I can do that.
0: Yeah. And, and people- yeah, wh- Sunday nights are off limits now. <laughs> starting tomorrow. Oh, Westworld?
1: Westworld.
0: Uh, we watched big millions. So I like to uh, take credit for breaking the monopoly story to 30,000 of you. When I, when they were like promoting that, I'm like, wait. Yeah. I talked, talked about, about that. Yeah. No one knew about it, but I read a Vox story about it while I was at music fest like three years ago. And I brought it up on the podcast and all of a sudden it it's a, a documentary on HBO. We watched it. It's really good. And they're supposedly making a movie, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I did not break the story, people. I'm just being uh, grandiose. Yep. And enchantress is coughing in the background because she's getting over an actual cold, not coronavirus, so don't freak out. If I cough, I have asthma, everybody. Come on. Leave me mm. alone. Now I'm a sneezy boy. Yeah, sneezing isn't a, uh, a uh, uh, symptom. So. so you'll let me in the building? No. Come on. <laughs> no. We'll determine that tomorrow. Uh, so anyway i'm not saying i'm squeezer's boss on the podcast we're equals on the show in fact he's probably he's my he's probably my superior but in our nine to five in some sort of weird way i am kind of his boss you wouldn't know it by seeing our interactions no it's yeah or the way we're dressed right yeah right when he's yelling at me when i'm telling him that we can't take time to put the lights up and he's. Uh, it's happy. The, the some of the guys have made up the term "happy squeezer, happy life." Wait, who says that? Dan. Oh, oh. that was back when we were doing that soccer show. Remember? Oh God, yeah. And, and I wouldn't let you shoot soccer. coverage, and he's like, "You he would fight me," and I'm like, "Ah," and i would be like, "Happy squeezer, happy life." <laughs> you know, basically insinuating you're my work wife. Yes. Yes. Or I'm your work wife. I don't know how.
2: Um. It's 2020 I don't think either of us has to be the wife yeah we're, we're switches in the situation
0: yeah. wait what <laughs> yeah not what I meant but all right well a switch I learned from um looking this up the is word a family show looking up the word munch because of munch yeah I learned a switch is someone who could dom and sub wow well, we just
2: changed our demographic
0: yeah so if you know what this is, I still haven't figured out exactly what a munch is. It's a munchichi. It's no, it's something to do with BDSM and it's a it's a non sexual gathering. I don't understand oh. what the terminology and the etymology is. But gotcha. But he is named after a munchichi because he looks like a Manchichi. Yeah, He looks like a munchichi doll. Uh and his name nickname is munch. But we learned that there's some sort of sexual gathering. Non sexual sexual gathering well, called a I munch. mean,
2: to be fair, there is Every word in the English language could be construed for that, one is way or the other.
0: R- rule 34?
2: Yeah, you just make it up.
0: No, the, the pornography one. Yeah, I'm more of that. If it exists, there's internet, there's... there's uh, Pornography there's... of it. Yes. Right, yeah. And
2: part B is, if it does not exist, it is your responsibility to create said pornography.
0: <sighs> Too bad there's already Smurfs porn. Huh? Is there Snorks porn? I think we... We definitely think, discussed Snorks porn already on the show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got there. That's so weird that this is there's... Well, it's they're the same
2: brains that we started with this show with, so
0: yeah, I guess you're right about that. Uh, anyway, uh I guess we got through all our coronavirus. Uh, there's really not much other news to talk about.
2: Uh no.
0: I I pre-ordered. Everything got, like, yeah, overwhelmed. of course, we talked Toy Fair and Hasbro released all our... Oh, I got the WWE Master of the Universe Series 1. Jake, a sweet boy, went to the Walmart near your part of town, which you probably should have went to to begin with, but you're not a sweet boy like Jake is, Mm -hmm. and got me the 4 Series 1, the Finn Balor, the Sting, Triple H, and Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Those Masters of the WWE Universe figures are so fucking cool. Um, I'll see him on Monday. You saw him there. I've been on my desk for like three days. Oh, yeah. I I didn't look at him. <laughs> I'll look at him on Monday then. Well, we'll see about that. We shall see. Uh, I pre-ordered my Our Real Ghostbusters re-releases. The four original guys. The Green Ghost and the Stay Puft. I've got mm-hmm. two of each, motherfucker. Uh, I don't know. That's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. Uh, I don't know if there's any junk food news. It's been slow. Even if there's any junk food, even if there is junk food news, you're not going to get in a supermarket and have the patience to find this shit. No. Oh, I did have a um,
2: uh, Reese's uh, Outrageous. Oh, yeah, the outrageous part. Yeah, we talked about it on the last show. talked about it, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get me one of these. Wow, I, I did not feel good. But it, it it's like, delicious, right? One, one it was delicious. One bite and I my eyes I kind of just popped and like I felt flush. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to eat this slowly over the course of this game. And You didn't. By the time we rolled the open, I was done with it. <laughs> and it was like I was just rocking back and forth in my chair and my skin was hot and tingly. And,
0: uh... That's a lot of sugar. It it's, is it's a lot, lot of sugar. sugar. A lot of delicious sugar. For someone sugar. that I don't eat a lot of, like, candy, sugar... Yeah, but see, here's... I saw you drink a can of Coke heavy the other day. Yeah, I had a pounding fucking headache. Okay, there's less sugar in that candy bar than there is in that can. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Well, it's probably just the way your body metabolizes it. Poss- possibly. mmm. Yeah. It could be, yeah.
2: You yeah, know, it's, I also wasn't feeling good.
0: I don't know how science works.
2: All I know is uh, an ibuprofen or an Excedrin and a can of Coke and headache gone.
0: Coke heavy will do the do- job, but I can't yeah. take the sugar anymore. It gives me a headache now. So ah. I kind of walked myself into that.
2: I had a, I, and I rarely, I don't, I'm not a soda guy, but I had a root beer today.
0: it was so good. Was it better than your root beer float? I had a root beer. Back in the summer. Your your mug of root beer float that... Oh, no, because I had a root beer float the other day, too.
2: We had leftover root beer from her birthday party, so I bought ice cream so we can make root beer floats. It blew the kid's mind.
0: Oh, yeah, root beer floats are, like, crack to kids. She didn't like it, though. Okay, so there's 22 grams of sugar in a Reese's Outrageous bar. Okay. There's 39 in a 12-ounce can of Coke. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So, uh... It's a lot of sugar.
2: It was really good. I'm not going to have one for quite some time.
0: No, and root beer is really good too. Oh, God, I hate. No, that. I I'm sorry. Oh shit, I was
2: still talking. We were when you were comparing the sugar. Um no, I was still talking about the candy bar. Oh but yeah, no, they, they are no, really I love, good. I know. I can't. Now, birch beer. You you get me some white birch on tap? I'm I'm going to town.
0: Yeah, no, birch beer is good. That's all off. Get you a keg of birch beer.
2: Keg of birch beer
0: and a blue rubber tub and an insulin shot. Hmm? And an insulin shot
2: And an insulin shot <laughs> Give me a A solo cup And a, a Shitty picnic table underneath a pavilion In some park Mediocre band playing in the background Some pierogies on a Hot plate in a Crock pot somewhere uh, That's my summer
0: that's a good summer uh, I prefer a very good summer ice cold ice 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 cold beer
2: I will take that too I can double
0: fist yeah I just uh, I'm a fan of it mm-hmm. all right um, we are talking 90 so we are gonna do Stephen King but uh, listen I'm not joking when I say our world got turned upside down uh, we Normally work so at Wednesday. Wednesday was like the powder keg, right? You would say. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday? It was Wednesday. Wednesday was Wednesday night. Were you working Wednesday night with me? Oh no, you were. You were in Pottstown. You were working in Pottstown. I was. Yeah, at the, I was. Uh, I was at the hockey game. I was doing fan. I was directing phantoms. Yes. You were there, and I was home by eight o'clock drinking. Right. So rubbing it in. in the middle of our game, NBA decided to cancel suspend the season. Ah, uh, yes, that's pretty much what triggered all this. Well, no, it, it was it was it was coming because I called Kurt, I called I called someone from baseball earlier, and I heard that MLB was on the fence about this, and he didn't believe me, and the next day it happened. Yeah. So it started Wednesday night, and that's when uh, Trump gave his his speech about banning travel, and from Europe and. um the next day, hockey was gone. High school tournaments were gone. The March Madness was gone. And and this is – it had to happen. It, it did. It, yeah. It just – it had to happen. Sucks. So, to contain this. It does suck. So we have had a, a crazy week. So we – it's Sunday Saturday night. We promised this earlier to you. We barely had time to get this to you. We went with 90s grab bag because we didn't have enough time. To do a deep dive into Stephen King, we might even push him back to, to Halloween. Just, that would make sense. Just because. If I give me
2: time to actually read something. I'll never read it.
0: But I'll get the books on tape. Well, there's also movies of his. Maximum Overdrive. I can only me?
2: talk about Maximum Overdrive so many times, right. and that will be one of them.
0: Um. Uh, so yeah. That's what uh, we're going 90s grab bag. And I am first, so I have a pretty good one. Something that we really have not talked about whatsoever on the show, which is pretty crazy with all the shit we've talked about. So ah, yes. Here is my first pick.
1: If there's something strange in your neighborhood, are you going to call?
2: You're gonna come. That's right.
0: I'm sorry. I really like that version of the Ghostbusters <laughs> song from Extreme Ghostbusters.
2: And wow. Listen, before damn you damn shit it. on it.
0: I watched damn. this show daily. I was obsessed with Extreme Ghostbusters. Really? I, yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Of course, yeah. It came out it was uh from September to uh December, I believe of 1997, and the toys were out while I was working at KB they were in the like 6 for 10 section, so I I still do own all the toys. They don't really go for much. They're from Trends, Trendmasters. There was um, the the four Ghostbusters, uh, Kylie, Roland, Egon, Egon Eduardo. Uh, there was Sam Hain, even though he was never in the show. <laughs> but it was the first time there was ever a Sam Hain um, toy released. There was hmm. um, uh, the House Ghost, the Mouth Critter, the Slimer. Proton Pack with Plasma Blaster, Ghost Trap with Positron Blaster, the Ecto-1 toy, the Deluxe Kylie, Deluxe Roland, Deluxe Egon, Deluxe, Um, all very cool. The Trendmasters toys. I have almost all of them downstairs in my basement. Uh, They never gave a Garrett figure for some reason. So uh, let me tell you this. You're probably like, who's Garrett? I'll tell you. So you could watch this on Hulu. It's all on Hulu if you want to see it. Um, I think they're mostly on YouTube, too. Um, But it was so uh, ghost busting has been pretty much eradicated. There's been no ghosts in New York City. And um, Egon Spangler has taken a a job as a professor teaching uh, paranormal extermination. And, um, the class doesn't really have a lot of people in it, but there's, there's kids in there who are are kind of into it and a ghost starts showing back up. So Egon needs to get back in the game. So he, uh, he recruits some of his students, Eduardo Rivera. Um, he's like the lazy, sarcastic Pete Venkman character of the group.
2: Okay. So they all kind of, they have a role to
0: play. Uh, pretty much. Um, gotcha. there's Kylie Griffin, who is like the super nerd, and she's like the Egon. She's like a goth chick, um, goth emo girl. Uh, she's got tons of paranormal knowledge, and um, uh her her uh, her friend was like attacked by a ghost, and she 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 like believe she's a believer. Uh, there's Roland Jackson, voiced by uh, Carlton. Oh shit! Yes, he is <laughs> the black guy, and he is the mechanic of the group. Um, so kind of not like the Winston; he's more like the Ray, who was the mechanic in the original show. And then there's Garrett Miller. The Jason Marsden voiced him, and he is a lifelong wheelchair user, but he's got a v- big like uh, sports and jock attitude, and he's into uh, like gotcha. stunts and extreme sports. They never made a figure of poor wheelchair bound Garrett
2: are you sure you go that far to be all politically correct and add someone with a quote unquote disability I'm sorry able person and you then you don't make
0: an action figure no action figure I, I don't know if they thought it would be too expensive to too
2: expensive or kids don't want to play with a guy in a wheelchair in wheelchair <laughs> I want to be the fly on the wall in that board meeting and hear them kind of dance
0: around that topic. Right. Now, Sam Hain, like I said, had an action figure and was never in the show. <laughs> the kid in the wheelchair was in every episode. No action figure. Uh, Egon was voiced by Maurice LaMarche, who voiced the original Egon in The uh, Real Ghostbusters. That's pretty sick. Yeah, he, he's kind of like the mentor and the chief of the group. Uh, you know, they come to him and they do the, the classic... Um, uh procedural chief uh, shit from uh you know like procedurals. Yeah. Uh so of course uh Janine is back, she comes out of retirement and then takes on her her former job at uh at Ghostbusters headquarters And of Slimer is more like, uh, he's played by Billy West, the voice of Ren and Stimpy and uh, fry and from Howard Stern, Billy West is voice of Slimer, but he's more like Egon's pet in the show, but it's, it works really well. Uh, the show is really good and fun. And I think there's only like, uh, maybe like 50 episodes. Let me see here. Uh, there's 40, there's 40 episodes. So you could get through this pretty quick. Uh, probably like a few days, um, you might have plenty of time to watch it. Yeah, you're gonna have it. So I would suggest watching on Hulu. Hold on, I'm gonna stay. Hmm.
2: I was expecting something. Oh, uh, this is probably where I'm supposed to fill, right? Yeah, so, um, Slimer is a ghost who's green. Good job. And he was in the other two um, Ghostbuster movies. Previously,
0: and show real Ghostbusters, this,
2: and and the show real Ghostbusters.
0: This is a spinoff of the show real, the real Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yes.
2: not uh, the Ghostbusters yeah. of filmation fame, yes, or lack thereof fame,
0: or lack thereof fame.
2: That was I filled for you, buddy. <laughs> after I realized it,
0: after a while. Um. Uh, so it's a continuation of the real Ghostbusters, uh, and um. Uh, The Trendmasters, the the toy company that made the toys, Mm -hmm. wanted the show to be titled Super Ghostbusters. But they thought it was too soft and they wanted to be more edgy, so they went with Extreme Ghostbusters.
2: Extreme. Well, uh, what year was it? 97? Hey, hey! It was the year of Extreme.
0: Right. The uh, producers and voice directors wanted a very natural performance from everybody. So this was one of the rare situations where the entire cast was present at recording sessions instead of doing them all separately.
2: I always liked that better. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and since most of the voiceover actors were doing day stuff, everything was done at night, which is pretty cool. Oh, Uh, cool. Recording At night. Um, they were going to give Slimer a mischievous goblin companion named Nat. Um, but they scrapped that. Hmm. And um, so uh, apparently the apprehension from Trendmasters to sell a character in a wheelchair uh, was taken to a point where they produced a prototype, but adding the wheelchair accessory was too costly. So there was talks about making the figure without the wheelchair and they're like, no, he's in a wheelchair. (laughs) Uh, And again, Sam Hayne, he's in the opening credits and credits. He's got an action figure, but he's never in a single episode. Probably. Do you,
2: you think they would have built to that if it would have lasted longer? Oh,
0: hundred percent. It should have. And, yeah. and I, I just don't. I don't think. I think if the show came out now, it would be hugely popular. But then it was only popular with us. Like there, believe it or not, there weren't as many Ghostbuster nerds. In 1997, I was in my dad's in my garage, like making my own homemade proton pack, which was a miserable failure. I came close. trying to make like a a replica um that's how much into ghostbusters i I had i had the vhs's original and and then i had the special edition vhs's i had the first dvd i owned was ghostbusters uh so yes i've been obsessed and so of course i'm one of i'm not the not the major audience the mainstream audience i am a small faction so i watched it and i loved it and I think you would too. It's on Hulu, so I mean, you could log into my Hulu. you have your own.
2: Oh uh, I remember i I wasn't all in, but if it was on, I watched it.
0: yeah, i was I was sick. I bought the toys. They're worth no, they're pretty much worth nothing. <laughs> but I bought them all. I was at Kb and they were like in the situation where they were like six for ten at that point. Mm. So I got them all pretty cheap. I didn't pay a lot for them. They're very cool toys, too, especially like the the ultra versions of the figures. They have like tons of stuff. There's also like, um, a game boy game. That's pretty cool. It's a PlayStation game. There's a lot of cool shit. Extreme ghostbusters deserved more time in the limelight than it got, but what can you do? Hmm. Uh, my first pick, um, Oh, here's my last note. Uh, the highlight of the se- entire series is the finale, the two-part episode Back in the sal- Saddle, 39 and 40. Watch this, if nothing else. It features the return of the original real Ghostbusters. Uh, Dave Couillet re- re- comes as Pete Venkman. Frank Welker's back as Ray Stance, and Buster Jones is as Winston Zenmore. And um, they all suit up in the pro packs to help the younger team vanquish uh, the ghost, the big bad at the end of it. It's really cool. So, yes uh, Alright, here all right. I'll add it to my list <laughs> The never ending list <laughs> Here is, I think Your first Pick It came out weird, I think, I hope this is right Alright, here it is Ah! After
1: 10,000 years I'm free It's time to conquer Alpha, freedom's escape. Recruiter team of teenagers with attitudes.
0: another
2: awesome 90s uh, theme song is awesome
0: really cool yeah
2: all right so did your in, wife uh, talk sorry you go man, ahead
0: did your wife coax you into doing this
2: no she didn't even know i was doing this oh i was just thinking about it like what was so 90s my gosh like, oh, power rangers absolutely was um and it was uh it, it was funny too because i were like the first like season and two i was all in and then I don't know if it was weird like you hit that age Like no, nah, I don't watch Power Rangers But you still did You know um, And then it just went on for so long Like so long Like to now um, That I mean everyone You gotta tap out at some point So I, I really like all through like the original Run like the 93 to 96 Run I think it's just it's awesome um, And I mean Who doesn't love Tommy He's gorgeous Um but nineteen eighty Green Ranger Tommy uh, or White Ranger Tommy?
0: Me personally, I like Ah shit. There's only one right answer on this.
2: It's Green Ranger Tommy.
0: Hey, ooh, bing 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 bing. He got it, folks. Yeah. Well, look. Green Ranger Tommy, yes,
2: for Dragon Zord, of course, because Dragon Zord was fucking the shit. Right. Uh and Dragon's Dragonzord was like when you were watching the old Batman and you saw the Batcycle and you knew Batgirl was in that episode. It's like it, when you, when you were watching the opening sequence and uh, like in reruns and you saw Tommy there and you're like, please give me a Dragonzord fight. You know? Yeah. It was the same thing and same kind of, uh, feelings deep down inside. Um, <laughs> So in 1993, Rita Repulsa emerged from the moon and tried to take over Earth. So a giant floating head in a tube and a flying saucer with a body uh, uh, kidnapped uh, children, uh, put them in uh, spandex suits and said, go to work. Oh, and by the way, here's some giant robots that will destroy the town or the surrounding countryside And no one else is going to talk about it uh, when you're not doing that.
0: Right. Was it the countryside or the Japanese coastal side?
2: Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, Southern California looks a lot like, you know. Coastal uh, Japan. Coastal Japan. So the whole thing comes from the Japanese Super Sentai series. I don't know if you know this, but all those fight sequences and the Power Rangers
0: and stuff isn't shot in America. No, uh, the only stuff that's shot in America is the non-fighting stuff. Yeah, and the and if they had stuff. like some of their helmets off,
2: kind of those sequences, but they, they were, those to... were
0: very few and far between.
2: Yeah, few and far between. Yeah, but if yeah, if the Power Rangers are there fighting, um, unless it like had to take place like in the um, like on a set, you know, then it was it was always. Uh, the Super Sentai footage. I mean, that was the idea that you're using old footage. Now you don't have to pay for the production cost <clears throat> of all this other, uh, all this other stuff. Uh, a lot of the uh, the villains, though, like Zed, uh, was a creation for the American audience. Um, so some of those like staged sequences um, weren't, but all your fight sequences, your monster stuff, yeah, that was all. Uh, Super Sentai footage that was you know, just taken, chopped up mangled and just made to work for the show. It's not like they took a Super Sentai show and like dubbed it and re-edited it. No, it was completely fresh. You know, they're just using the fight sequences. Um,
0: Oh, it's fine again.
2: uh, That's good. It's it's an awesome theme song. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, so you have your and you have your uh, math book um, assortment uh, cast of characters, you know, to make it all politically correct and make everyone feel wanted, and uh, you got robot dinosaurs that combine into a badass bigger robot. Um, that if combined with a badass Dragonzord robot, made him even bigger. Mm-hmm. The toys were awesome. Um, and it, it was also odd, too, because the actual... So, the Power Ranger action figures... And these things were hot. They were really hard to come by. The Bandai ones? Yeah. Uh, when they first hit. And they were huge. Um, they were even taller than, like, a Brave Star. They were probably close to 12 inches. Um, the actual Power Ranger... Uh, like the Rangers themselves. And then uh, the Megazord was just a work of art. It was really fine craftsmanship in toy making. Mm. And... Uh, I remember it, – it was weird because at this point, like, it was almost like I was already, like, on my way out, you know? Like, I, I was in for, like, the first – Yeah, I, my
0: season. sister was more into it than I was. Like, I was kind of – I kind of checked in the first season, but after that, I was like, yeah. yeah
2: so, like, first good. season, I was all in. And I'm, when we say first season, it's hard because, like, seasons were, like, 96 episodes long, something ridiculous like that. Um. But, like, as the White Ranger thing started to progress, then I kind of started tuning out a bit. I didn't last as long. Green Ranger Saga, still some of the greatest TV to ever exist. Um, but one of my birthdays, I got, like, the Megazord, Dragonzord and stuff. And this was because the newer ones had come out, right. you know. So, uh, you know, they, they were on sale. So it's like, oh, you loves Power Rangers. I'm like, I did. They're still cool, but this is awesome. It was really sweet. Um, and, yeah, so it kind of sucked me back in for a little bit. And the monsters were cool, too, because they were the same size as um, the uh, like the Power Rangers. They were pretty big, but they were basically vinyl. They were like a solid – they were vinyl with, like, hinged arms and head. So it was basically, like, giant Funko Pops um, that were really detailed. Like, the Gold- Goldar was pretty cool. I didn't have him. My cousins did. It was pretty awesome. Um.
0: <laughs> there was a joke you said years ago about your wife in a pink Power Ranger costume. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna cosplay as oh, Goldar. Oh uh,
2: yeah, as Goldar. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. To, hmm. It
0: was, good. It, I, was I, I,
2: it was a good one. Yeah. I don't. It remember. was demeaning to myself, of course, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was just um, it was kind of like on the cuff like I, you can't repeat it but it was pretty funny. No. No. Thank you. I
2: appreciate that. Um I feel like and this was one of the first like uh serials that you kind of got sucked into as a kid. You know, like we had <clears throat> like some cartoons had like a um like a series, like a run, like GI Joe did in particular like did mini series like uh, like, four-episode miniseries and stuff. But like, this is the first thing, like, I remember where it's, like, a continuous, like, soap opera-style storyline uh, that you could kind of get pulled into mm-hmm. week after week or day after day. Yeah, it was, it was legit a soap opera. Oh, absolutely. Down to the sets and lighting and acting and all that. It was very much so. Yeah, uh, Ham Saban. With Saban <clears throat> sorry. I'm losing my voice. Oh, crap. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I it's can't from carry talking. this show, goddammit. I know. Um, he was in Japan. He was in the hotel. All they had on was a super Sentai. And he's like, huh. I'm, I'm going to get me some of this. So he's like, why don't I just put this over to American audiences? <laughs> You're and right over there? I am losing it. <clears throat> uh, and it, it took uh, a lot of time and some years um, throughout the 80s and a couple of mislaunches and stuff. But uh, eventually they uh, they landed on the Power Ranger thing. And uh, he also is responsible for the um, uh, the theme song. Who is that? Hey, I'm Saban.
0: Oh. He is also 100% responsible for Jan, Silent Bob Reboot, Saban Films. Oh, well, that was nice of him. Thanks. Yeah, and that uh, shitty Power Rangers movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah, that too. Man, not everything's a home run. No. <clears throat> but yeah,
2: you'll have plenty of time. Go back, watch some more Power Rangers. Um, There's another movie coming out now too, isn't there?
0: I really don't know. I, I can't answer that.
2: <laughs> there is. Uh... Quick... Googling with the rad years before I'm wrong about that.
0: Googling with the rad years. Squeeze is going to Google with his little fingers. <clears throat> find out all the information. Squeeze, squeeze, oh, Squeezer's. No. Googling with That was the a 2017 years.
2: one. All
1: right.
2: I forgot about it. Like, I remember it was coming out, and then I forgot. So that's why it looked new to me.
0: <laughs> all right. Um. Do you want to move on you to Get a drink of water. Yeah, go get a drink of water. And And then we're gonna have the next pick. And we're gonna have the next pick. Here is my next pick. Squeezer, get your drink of water.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) you look stoked. Yeah, I just snagged a surfer. (laughs) A surfer? (laughs) So what's the big deal? He was chewing Cinnaburst. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Flavor crystals? Flavor crystals?
0: Excellent! Yeah. Cinnaburst with flavor crystals. Bite the burst. What the- so, uh, a few weeks ago, Squeezer, I talked mm-hmm. about uh Cinnaburst bubblegum and how we would chew it uh with the wrappers on.
2: Yeah, you kind of blew my mind with that one.
0: So Cinnaburst came out like eh, 1992 and was like hugely popular. It became really popular when I was in middle school at uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Troxel. And and a lot of us would eat the gum with um, the. (coughs) You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. I I don't have a cough button yet. Yeah eat the gum with the wrapper on. And I heard, after I said that, I heard a lot of response from my listeners. I did the same thing. We chewed the gum with the fucking oh. wrapper on. So we are all idiots. Um, so there was Cinnaburst, which is this white gum with like little cinnamon candy crystals in it. And mm. they would be like, may not be suitable for adults. It was really targeted towards kids. Then they released a Mintaburst flavor. Of, of course, was a mint gum. And then a Fruitaburst flavor, which was kind of gross. It did not taste good. They were kind of targeting the Wrigley's gum at this point, like Big Red, mm-hmm. Double Mint, yeah. and, and um, uh, Juicy Fruit. But, uh, and these were all, I believe, made by Dentine. I could not find any. At some point, I, I think I had a wrapper with Dentine on it. Uh, but uh, Cinnaburst was in the regular like five-pack gum, and they had like the 15-stick bonus pack. And uh, I think it was well, Warner Lambert's uh Attempt. I don't know if Warner Lambert owned Dentine or not. Let me Google that. Googling with the red ears. Rad ears.
1: <laughs>
0: For some reason, I thought that uh, that Dentine. I ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Dentine was owned by Warner Lambert. So, yes, it was Dentine. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, so it was good for you? No, it was not. <laughs> oh, okay. It was all just... I mean, it's just gum, right? How much sugar can be in there? I, I couldn't get the exact numbers on it, but it was just... Because it was... it's not food, so they don't have
2: to disclose that?
0: Um, I, I just couldn't find a pack. you have to disclose gum? I, I, yeah, you do. You do? Okay. Yes. I could not find a pack that showed the, the nutrition facts but uh this it was gum with kiss candy caked into it and it wasn't sugar free ah. so uh Cineburst officially hit the scene in September of 1991 but it started becoming more and more popular in 92, 93, 94 and that's when like um the mint burst and the fruit burst started coming out with it um the commercials were great. The flavor crystals, flavor crystals. The shark eating flavor the, crystals. The shark eating the wrestlers chewing cinnabers mm-hmm. and the other sharks like flavor crystals, flavor crystals. So it gave like a boost of of the, this, of this, the 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 flavor and it gave that like really satisfying crunch. Almost <laughs> felt like you were eating like a food. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and how popular this gum was, Squeezer. Like I can't tell you. How popular this was, I can't believe it's it disappeared because it was so fucking popular. Mm -hmm. So um, the first marketing ad was the might not be a suitable suitable for adults. Like adults were too nerdy and and couldn't like grasp the policies behind eating Cineburst. Uh, (laughs) It was the Renegade Gum, the gum for. kids who were raging against the adult machine and they were cool uh saved by the bell college years rejects just enjoying some gum <laughs> like kramer <laughs> and jerry and uh lord Braun at christmas time there's a lot of gum No. Yeah. <laughs> then the next commercial's were uh, uh the shark ones there were the eda wrestler which is the one i play then there was eda the surfer uh Eater wrestler and eda surfer were the introductions of the mint burst and the Fruta burst uh, and then there was like a specific mint burst one where the the water was green um, it was kind of a spin off and um, it was exactly the same as the previous ones, but the, again, the water was green, and he said he was he chewed the meeting mintaburst instead of cinnaburst. Ah. Then in uh, uh, '93, there was the fruit-a-burst explosion of flavor commercial, and again, I, I still stand behind that fruitaburst was the most disgusting out of all these. And if they would have came up with a more <laughs> uh, decent tasting fruit-a-burst, they might have had something.
2: I don't um, know if I ever actually had Fruitaburst.
0: Oh, I, I had, loved Cinnabur Cinnaburst was great, but I, I I definitely had I was so excited for Fruitaburst and I was so disappointed. Again, hmm. they wanted it, just like extreme Ghostbusters, this gun was totally extreme. So much <laughs> fruit that it would turn your head into a giant <laughs> blowing up piece of fruit. Um <laughs> like if when you as soon as you ate it the room would explode uh and kids would fly into outer space surrounded by giant limes and oranges it was very citrusy they had cherries too but it was again a very citrusy gum it wasn't the good fruit flavor like juicy fruits this kind of flavor that's delicious no matter what time you know when you have it as a kid and as an adult it's always good um but the fruit, the fruit of burst just wasn't good. Miniburst was great. Cine the original, was the best, uh, and I stand by that, and I always will. Uh, so let's move on to our next pick before you can fight me on that one. Okay, fine. all right, here we go.
2: But I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it said. said. I'd always oh, seen right. the mark,
0: but never yeah. heard it said. And then yeah. it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC.
2: <coughs> well, it yeah, be around. A big a in the lunchroom, you know, See,
0: there <laughs> it is, violence at NBCGECOM. I mean... Well, what Allison that?
1: should know, what, what do you is internet anyway? Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network, mm-hmm. the one that's becoming really big
0: now. What and, do you mean, that's big? how does one, what, what do you write to it, like mail? No,
1: a lot of people use it and communicate, I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is?
2: No, she can't say anything in ten seconds or less.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> Allison will be in the studio shortly. What, <laughs> it? what does it mean? It's,
2: it's a giant computer network made up, made up of uh, started from.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to tell us what this was. It's so like a, a computer in billboard. It's not an.
2: It's it's, not in it. It's, it, it's it's a computer billboard, but it's nationwide right. and it's it's several
1: uh, universities and everything all joined together. And right. And, and others can access it. And, right. And it's, and it's
0: getting bigger and bigger all. The time. It Just came great. in really
1: handy during the quake. A lot of people—that's how they were communicating out to tell family and loved ones they were okay because all the phone lines were down. I was telling Katie, <laughs> but you talking. don't need you don't need that. You all need the phone
2: lines are down, so you internet. got on the internet.
0: I, I at first I thought this was current broadcasters talking about coronavirus.
2: It nothing changes. Uh,
0: nothing. I nothing. Now watching this clip is even better. Brian Cumble like with his hands and his a complete guffaw of what Try. what is the internet.
2: It's uh the little mark with the A and the ring around it.
0: Yeah. And then he's being an asshole to that producer. He's like, Oh, you just look it up in the dictionary. I wanna know what the internet is. Yeah, and then yeah, once
2: telling, and you know that was probably was probably just a floor manager. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Once you find out, please let Captain know. Yeah, uh, we'll do. <laughs> Are you looking up there or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, and this was
2: so 94. I was trying to figure out. I think it, it was about 94, 95 when we got internet in the house. 93, we got our first computer, and it was probably yeah, 94 is when we got online. I was a little ahead of you. Obviously. Well, yeah, I knew you were in that, but
0: you know, we were. I, had, I, had Jeff. we were further ahead than Brian Gumble. We we're probably, and I'm not uh, posturing here, bullshitting you. We were probably one of the first one hundred homes in America with a cable modem. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. It was about the size of a VCR, but we had one. <laughs> um but there was no like there's no book.
2: You know, there's no like it was just the internet. Dummy's guide did...
0: to the internet. I
2: didn't know that. You just went on you figured it out.
0: Well, there's no easy way, like, if you would describe what the internet is now, there's no easy way to describe it. With each device, with each, e- each change in software, it changes the hardware, and each change in hardware changes the software. So it's a it's a, a evolving thing. It's, you know, right now, it's basically, now it's everyday life, but uh, can you describe the internet now? If I would be like, Squeezer, 2020, what is the internet? Tell me what it is.
2: Uh, well, now you're putting me on the spot. Panic, paranoia, and bullshit. Pretty much, uh, pornography. Okay, it is a conveyor of pornography, and with that, uh, comes the ability to communicate with others through various means of both text, visual, and audio formats, in forms of uh, podcasting, music. Yeah, what uh, we're doing right video. now
0: is on the internet. Um. Mm-hmm
2: also uh gaming uh you can play games on the internet uh unless you want to play uh a uh, doom in 4k on google stadia uh you know it's, uh you can do a lot with it download pornography is that what your pick is the internet yeah kind of sort of it was more of let's say uh getting on or like just figuring it out as you go, kind of thing. What was your
0: first online uh, software? Uh, it was so we Netscape. I'm oh, you were remember. that late. What's that? Oh, I was. I was like, oh, you were that late. Oh, f- shut up. We had uh, um, Prodigy was our first internet. My neighbor had prodigy. And our log my login was J Y E V thirty five C. I still remember it. Jeffrey's was Jeez. A, Chris was B, and mine was C, and my grandpa was D. Um and my dad had us locked out of everything. We really couldn't do everything. So there was not much you could do on there. We could send each other messages because that's who we you know we knew. But then um, when we got cable modems, we had like everything was split up. So there was like gopher, and I forget what gopher was. There was Winsock. It was stuff for like like board messaging boards and, and internet protocols, mm-hmm. and then Mosaic was um, the first web browser, and that technology was then built into Netscape and I believe Mozilla, which makes Firefox, mm-hmm. which which is the basis of every, pretty much every browser we use now. Um, uh, Safari, whatever the fuck Microsoft has out now. Chrome various versions of it, but yeah, it it was like a a file full of things. Once you would log on, you would click these things to use. It was, it was strange. (laughs) And there was, remember one-way cable modems? Yeah. So your, your download speed was Mm -hmm. through cables, but you would still have to log on through a phone line to upload speed uh it was great i never had one but we just had two way no. but i remember the big step when we upgraded the dsl
2: and i thought i was fucking cock of the walk
0: he's the cock of the walk um but yeah just uh, oh just spe- by speaking, the way speaking then of someone impressions
2: picks up the phone and you
0: yo I, I i'm sorry to announce uh, i forgot to announce the top of the show we never announced we were doing it, but I'm sorry to announce the Lea Valley Podcast Festival has been canceled because oh, of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. We were going to probably announce this week we were doing it and probably last week in all likelihood. And I had a, I had a whole marketing campaign planned for it.
2: Of course you did.
0: Uh, I was ready to go, but uh, it has been postponed. But we are actually headlining the Lea Valley Podcast Festival if it ever comes back. And I planned on you just uh, you and I just talking and me going into my impressions. As soon as we ran out of stuff to do, I was just going to do impressions for 20 minutes.
2: That works. Like,
0: Oh, yeah,
2: because we need to fill 20 minutes. Well, we were going to fill a half hour. Yeah, we filled. Talk about like an inter- like a local intersection for a half hour and like <laughs> where true. the stop sign was.
0: Oh, But don't you want to hear my impressions? People like them. I do. I was oh, gonna that, do that my... guy the other day that called you didn't like it oh he got so pissed yeah well which which one was I doing oh no no I was just saying hello I can't hear you hello I can't hear you oh yeah I was going yeah. yeah I got a telemarketer call I just say hello uh, you're breaking up I can't hear you he got really pissed yeah it's fun I have fun with telemarketers I try out my impressions I try out my comedy i say that with air quotes i try out my bits um i might even try out pretend <coughs> I, my next one who calls up i might pretend it's you and just start doing the podcast and practice on him and see if he's oh, he a good idea see if he responds to me in a you-like manner all right uh all right you're only on your second fucking pick so you want to move this on because
2: we're oh yeah we we can yeah i mean that that whole pick is really just listening to brian Gummel make an ass of himself
0: really All right. This next song is from Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, ladies and gentlemen. W and B C. Squeezer, this theme song what's it from Mm -hmm.
2: i know you know it in your head i know because i'm singing it and it's like i'm playing along with it and i'm so
0: uh when i lived in this apartment uh in college my roommate played bass and i play guitar and his buddy played drums and he was like do you care if we keep the drums in here and I'm like, no problem. And every day when I'd get home from class, we'd watch a show on Comedy Central. And we'd smoke various marijuana plants mm-hmm. and enjoy ourselves very thoroughly. And one day I was like, we should figure this song out and play that because it's really easy. Because we didn't have anyone to sing. This is a the theme song for Kids in the Hall. <laughs> I knew it was Kids in the Hall. I didn't want to be wrong, so I didn't say anything. Uh, so, uh, uh, it was, it's really easy to play. He played the bass. And I'd play and then his buddy would come every once in a while and play the drum. But we'd practice the song. We had a down pat. The kids in the hall theme song was like the easiest thing for a, a, a quartet with no singer to play. So we'd like play along with the show and then um i i am the i i was i'm not the because i haven't watched it in forever but i was at one point the biggest kids in the hall fan in the planet you know how much i love canadian comedy Mm -hmm. oh yeah i've seen them live three times i would like to have seen them live more but back when i was in college in new york they toured a lot and they did their live show i have the dvd of their fucking live show Uh, i love kids in the hall and they're fucking coming back on amazon prime and i cannot be more excited uh, I love, I, I even, I'm even a big fan and pr- no one's seen this fucking movie, but I love, uh, Brain Candy, their movie. <laughs> uh, I, have seen it a hundred times. Um, Buddy Cole. I love Buddy Cole. I love the erratic head. Squishy, thrishy your head. Squishy your head. Um, but one of my favorite Kids in the Hall sketches ever is a song you might've caught me singing before. And even the Enchantress ask me what the hell I'm singing.
2: Hi, I'm Bruce McCullough. I'd like to tell you about the Daves I know.
0: <laughs> These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. I know. Daves I know. David Hoffner, he works in my dad's store. He's worked for 12 years, he'll probably work here for more.
1: These are the days I know I know These are the days I
0: know These are the days I know I know These are the days I know Dave Gore I've known since I was six Ingraded he broke his leg so we got drunk and sick
1: These are the days I know I know these are the days I know These are the days
0: I know They're just showing random these street signs and, day 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 and day uh store day signs day day with day Dave, Dave in it most of
1: us are
0: this is the kind of irrelevant, irre- irreverent, irre- I can't say the word. Irreverent? Irreverent, stupid humor that I fucking love. Like a, a three-minute bit about a Bruce McCullough singing about the Dave's nose. Um... Of course, Kevin McDonald has been in a lot of Seinfeld. He, they've all been on The Simpsons. Scott Thompson played the gay guy who uh, almost seduced Homer when he moved in with The Gay Guys in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Scott Thompson was also close friends with Kirk Cobain. Dave Foley, famously known for one of the greatest shows ever news radio. Bruce McCullough, obviously, is doing this. He's a genius. Martin McKinney, who was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, this show is produced by Lauren Michaels, and if you listen, if you see Brain Candy, the CEO of um, the pharmaceutical company that makes the drug, sounds very much like Dr. Evil. Yeah, let's all have one of the pills and take it now. It's because um, Mike Myers was doing a Lauren Michaels impression when he did Dr. Evil, and Bruce, uh, I'm sorry... Uh, uh, Mark McKinney when he was playing the evil uh, pharmaceutical boss, and Frank Andy was doing a Lauren Michaels impression. Mm, yeah, but no, we're going to have to put it up for uh, uh, over the counter. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but yeah, these guys are so funny and they're they're genius, and the show was so smart, and you put these guys together, and, the, and the, they were known for drag. They played all the male and women parts mm-hmm. on the show. And it, it was hysterical. It was wonderful. And I love it. I have every season on DVD. I could go dig them out of my basement. But they're I ain't all I going to watch it. Well, yeah, I don't know. They're all actually on streaming various places. But I can't wait for new episodes on. Um, Bring them in. The guy's got nothing to do. They can uh, rip all your. DVDs. My kids in hall. for you. They're out. They- them right into the server. They all they are all actually on streaming. I think they're all on uh, Amazon. That's why they're coming. New people are watching it and they're coming to Amazon. They used to be on. So I think it originated on HBO. It was CDC, Canadian Broadcasting. I CBC. remember watching it on HBO late at night. Like I
2: would sneak down because we were stealing cable, so we would free HBO. Um, I
0: don't. I never watched it on HBO. I watched it. I did not get into Kids in the Hall until college. I'm not cool <laughs> enough to watch it on HBO. I didn't get into it till I was in college. When it played all afternoon (laughs) on Comedy Central. Like, I didn't get it,
2: but I remember seeing, I remember the music because I remember they would run those, uh, like, those little tweeners between movies, too, um, promoting that. And I had no idea what the fuck it was. Kids in the Hall. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I, I was so into Kids in the Hall in the early 90s. I dragged everybody I could to the live shows in New York when I was in school there. In the early 90s? I'm sorry, early 2000s, duh. <laughs> early 2000s. Hey Ryan, you're that old. No, early 2000s, because uh, they they, they tour a lot. And uh, Brain Candy, I was obsessed with. I tracked down a DVD of it. I own uh, a copy of the movie. It was really hard to get, and because uh, it was, it bombed. <laughs> it's a it's about a pharmaceutical company who makes a drug that makes you happy, but then it kind of like paralyzes you emotionally. But it's it's just and they play like everybody in the movie. It's really fucking funny. Um, what the fuck's the drug called? Hold on. Kids and Oh, brain candy. The drug is called Gleamanex, yes. Oh, Elish, yeah, let's all take a Gleamanex. hmm uh, and um, Don Rortor, the head of Rortor Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Rortor's speaking style is openly derived from McKinney's impression of producer Lauren, Lauren Michaels. Uh, so yeah, Lauren, the producer of Saturday Night Live, did this show too. Because he's Canadian and he wanted to give Canadians a taste of their own sons. Mm-hmm. hmm Um, a Cancer Boy makes an a, a appearance in this movie too, from the final episode of the TV show. People hated the Cancer Boy. It was Bruce McCullough in a bald cap, and he was like, a, he was, he, he was like, he was just a fucking cheerful smile, but he was a dick, and they thought it was like poor taste. Yeah, uh, I do love him though. I love Kids in the Hall. I can't wait for new episodes. And Squeezer, here is your third pick. The Fastest, Strongest Ninjas are headed straight for an incredible adventure. They're fighting an international crime ring. They're just kids. That's left
1: the police powerless. And the FBI defenseless. We should run. We should hide. We should kick their butts.
0: Now, these three young heroes are taking matters into their own hands. Three Ninjas rated PG parental guidance suggested. Now playing at a theater near you. Were you Tom Tom?
2: Uh, I would. God damn it! <laughs> Did I take I knew your you joke? you go there? <laughs> no, I just knew you were gonna go there. I mean, I eventually was gonna say it if you didn't, but because I thought I would have to, because I thought you'd be nice enough not to say that. But yes, I was Tom Tom. <laughs> A little bowling ball. Um, so yeah, Three Ninjas is the story. It's like, um, it's like Seven Samurai, but different, and with little kids.
0: Which one is Hulk Hogan in? Was he in the second one?
2: Uh, I don't know. I never saw the second one, so. I did, yeah. Or maybe I did. Is that Three Ninjas Strike Back?
0: Mm, I don't know. Yeah, Kickback. Kickback. Knuckles Up was the third, and... High DJ, Noon at Mega yeah. Mountain was yeah. the fourth. Uh, Rocky Colton yeah. Tum Tum. All right, I might
2: have seen Kickback. <clears throat> All
0: right, so Rocky Colton Tum Tum. Oh, Hulk or, Hogan our... Hulk Hogan wasn't until the fourth one. High Noon oh. at, at Mega Mountain. High, that, and that was 1998. Eight. Eight. That was when he was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That was one of the yeah. Hollywood movies he was bragging about. Ah, okay, gotcha. Whoo, big time! Now, um, the first movie was budgeted at six point five million and grossed twenty nine million. There's no budget for the fourth, but it grossed three hundred seventy five thousand eight hundred five dollars.
2: No. Yeah. No, it can't.
0: Uh huh.
2: I think they made the first movie for less, actually.
0: Uh, Wikipedia says six point five million, grossing twenty nine, which is a hit. I got 2.5. The second movie... On Wikipedia. The second movie was a... Tw- How
2: can Wikipedia be wrong
0: one way or the other? I don't know. The don't second know. movie was a $20 million budget, only grossed 11 Bomb. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they lost all the money they made in the first movie on the second movie.
2: Uh, yeah, you should have you called it quits when you did. Look, it was cute. It's one of those movies where it's like your mom's like, oh, this is cute. The boys will like this. Yeah.
0: I and, and was, it was it was far enough removed from karate Kid that it was still kind of like coasting on that karate popularity and then yeah. and also like Chuck Norris movies were big that sidekicks movie was pretty big remember sidekicks when did that come out yeah uh 91 I love sidekicks I've seen that movie a fucking thousand times. Chuck Norris was in Psychics. The movie's dumb, but I like it because he's having psychotic issues. Psychics was...
2: Where is it? It doesn't even have a Wikipedia
0: entry? No, it doesn't. (laughs) But Wikipedia can't be fallible. It's Brand, uh Davis, right? Sidekicks. What's his name? Jonathan Brandis, right? Googling with the rad years. Googling. With I don't even. The think, years. I don't even think it has a. Hold on. What's his An name? An IMDb entry. Jonathan Brandis. What the fuck's his name? Sequest. Here it is. Jonathan Brandis was the kid. He was in Sequest. He was in it. He killed himself. He was in. The movie. Was Sidekicks. Yes. 1992. Barry Gabruski. Ah, I was off page. 1992. A bully teen who fantasizes about being Chuck Norris's sidekick trains in martial arts to fulfill his dreams. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Bridges. Come on. Great movie. He's a kid with asthma. Fantasizes about being a badass. This was me growing up. Yeah,
2: I fantasized about having. That was a judgmental, uh... huh? <laughs> Just saying. Look, I, I I fantasized about two things in this movie. Um, one, I wanted a Super Nintendo.
0: Okay.
2: And two, um, I wanted that sweet. Uh, tin can on a lamp arm uh, phone setup the kid had with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool, yeah.
0: Not even the girlfriend part. Lo- uh, they were icky, yeah. Y- you know what I wanted? The parent red light. Yes. That was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. It had all the right gimmicks. It did. Um, And you, if you are able to suspend disbelief, yeah, um... And except that these children are the grandchildren of Victor Wong, um, I mean that they are able to fight crime. It's a joyous romp uh, at the cinema.
0: Uh, sure, joyous romp at the cinema. Yes, that's hey, Roger it, over here, kids. It it did well for uh, uh, John
2: Turtle. Is it Turtle Tob? What the director? Tur- the director. Ah, uh, fuck! I know. Because he went on to do Cool Runnings. He did while you were sleeping. Phenomenon. Uh Instinct, Disney's as a Kid National Treasure, both national treasures. The Sorcerer's Apprentice
0: uh and The Meg. I saw The Meg. The Meg was pretty good. Yeah? It was it, we saw it in the drive-in. It was perfect for the drive-in. I saw I saw Las Vegas too. I think I've seen all.
2: Oh, he did Las Vegas? Yeah. Did I, I didn't
0: Oh wow! I've seen the kid. I've seen a lot of this guy's movies. What the fuck? I was just seeing something about the kid the other day. Oh, How
2: man. did this? Is, he just kind of flies under the radar, huh? Yeah.
0: Mm, he's,
2: he's just good stuff. I mean, he doesn't. He his resume is solid.
0: From Earth, he directed From Earth to Moon, that HBO miniseries. Oh no, shit! I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a bad movie. He just, he was smart enough to not be involved in the sequel. So good for him. Yeah. Good job, Turtle Tom. Yeah. Speaking of Totoro's, John Totoro's making an unofficial, official Big Lebowski sequel as Jesus. And nobody fuck with the Jesus, man. (laughs) And that's true. I think it's already done, too. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I hear Jurassic Park's uh, getting delayed. Yeah, Jurassic World uh, Dominion. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every everything. I
2: still call it Jurassic Park. It's like my grandmother. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, the the. you watched the pictures. He likes those. uh I'm trying to think what it like. She would. Like call something what it was like seventy years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alright, you got anything more on Three Ninjas?
2: Uh, No, you already plucked the gold out What what was Three Ninjas. By calling you the, Tom-Tom? Um, well, that and the fact that uh, the fourth
0: movie made like $100,000. Oh, yeah. But it featured the immortal Hulk Hogan brother. Which brother, means? Brother. It was a brother-brother movie about your brother-brother-brother.
2: And, and your shoot brother, not your no, fake brother there's no
0: budget there for that he's a working brother what?
2: There, there's no budget
0: listed for uh... no, no, the budget's not available which means they lost money but that was the movie Hollywood Hulk Hogan was bragging about in the NWO that's why they called him Hollywood really? if it's shot in a back lot in Tampa, Florida is it really Hollywood Hulk Hogan? should you have been Tampa Hulk Hogan at that point? All right, it's opening weekend. This is my hero, my childhood hero, the Hulkster, I'm bragging on. It was released in
2: 120 theaters nationwide.
0: I think uh, Tusk had more theaters than its initial release.
2: <laughs> it got. Oh! Ouch. All right. So it's opening weekend domestic. Came in at number 19 with uh, $150,000. All
0: right.
2: Uh, do you want to know how many other weekends it got to gross additional money? Um. Nope. There, there were none.
1: Mm.
2: One weekend, $150,000 domestic. That's it. <laughs> okay, um, it. it was in theaters for three days. That's not bad. You made one hundred fifty thousand dollars in three days. Right. That's more than it probably belonged. Then good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that they paid the Hulkster. I don't know. You think they paid the Hulkster more than that? Or oh God, yeah. He just
0: got to say he was in movies. No, no, they definitely paid. But I'm sure WCW then paid whatever they paid him so that he could say he was in movies. So. Yeah. All right. You ready for my next pick?
2: Uh, proceed. Here we go.
0: i look at the
2: What is Gack?
1: Gack is great stuff. Oozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is fishy. You can pull it. Make Gack sounds. How oh, rude. Suck it up and squirt it out with a Gack back. Pop it up and blow it up with a Gack and Well, I never. Nickelodeon Gak comes in different colors, sizes and play sets, each sold separately. Coming soon from Mattel. Disgusting.
0: So in 1992, Mattel decided to team up with Nickelodeon to produce toys. We've talked about a handful of them before on the show, but Gak Mm -hmm. was their most popular compound toy. They had a few different crap toys but Gak was their most popular and Gak kind of came from the name of the slime and doubled there and the reason why they called the slime and doubled their Gak was a drug reference Gak in the 80s meant drugs mainly heroin <laughs> and cocaine like there was a certain guy we all know who worked for Live Nation who did so much coke in the 80s they called him Gaxel Rose he kind of looks like Axel Rose I'm not going to let you say his name but you might be able to figure out who it is him and I are close He's not Gaxel anymore, but he did not appreciate that name. Um, Gak was a squishy slime that uh, I was obsessed with getting in 1992. I had the Gak Pack, which was like a big tub that had three different color Gaks in it. I had the Gak Splat Pack, which is like a splat that had the Gak in it. Um... It, it was taken from, uh, of course, Double Dare, and it was basically wham super stuff from the mid nineteen sixties.
2: Oh really? Um,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. That's all it was. It was just repurposed. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so nineteen ninety two, it came out, and um, ninety four was when they put out the um, gift set, which had the Floam, and I think they still make some sort of Floam. It's just not Nickelodeon branded. The Gak and the Floam. Um. And the thing that made it like super popular is that when you pushed into it in the canister, it squeezed uh, and made a fart noise. Yes, that made my day. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it was a street term for heroin. Um, I remember one time these two girls that lived across the street hang out with my sister. Uh, we had to go somewhere in my mom's car. We got in her. She had a Chevy Corsica. And we got in and we drove away and we came back and they were still in the driveway playing because my sister was playing with them. And we figured they'd go across the street to their house, but they had my GAC out and they were rubbing it in the dirt and they fucking ruined. It. I was furious. No. Yeah. You ever see a 12 year old kid smack a bitch? No, I didn't. I just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was just very upset and and, and disturbed. Now, um, of course the slime thing, there's so much slime and toys And uh, Nickelodeon has always been uh, known for their slime. Now, did you know that the creator of the Ghostbusters, well, pretty much not the creator, but Sony, Columbia, not Sony at the point, but Columbia tried to sue in 1984 uh, Nickelodeon for stealing um, the idea of green slime. They dropped the lawsuit when Nickelodeon pointed out that they've been sliming kids with green slime since 1979. So uh, the more they go on with this, the more Ghostbusters might get countersued for stealing the idea from them. It was dropped, hmm. and nothing else was brought of it. Uh, this all The whole slime thing for Nickelodeon pretty much came from You Can't Do That on television, uh, where if they said the wrong word, they'd get slimed. If they said what, they'd get dumped with water, and they said, I don't know, they'd get dumped with slime right slime
2: another canadian work of art
0: right and they didn't allow parents on the set of that so kids weren't allowed to take their scripts home either i was not allowed to
2: watch it of course you weren't i did any i fucking i loved it it was one of my favorite shows as a kid but my mom thought it was uh, uh not not educational programming for me
0: that's nah, true. Uh, so Nickelodeon Studios or, or, or originally printed the blimp logo on its toilet paper. But visitors kept stealing it. I mean, now it's timely. It, it, people would be having the blimp toilet paper running out and cases of it. So they had to switch to ri- plain toilet paper. And I, I learned this in searching GAC. And this I don't know how I got to this, but did you know that the Double Dare set was designed to look like a bathroom? Really? And when you look at it, it looks like a bathroom. There's tile on the floor. Tile. Yeah. The, uh,
2: the block. Yeah. The glass block, uh, yep.
0: windows. Yeah. Huh. I like it. Um, they couldn't use cream of wheat to make the slime on Double Dare because the hot lights on set would bake it. <laughs> Ew. So they had to use applesauce. Isn't that hysterical? Mm. It would bake. The, 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 um. That was, yeah, that was back in the day. Right. The lights, they're probably like at least 150, 200 degrees. Oh, easily. 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 Um. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've got a bunch of things I, I digged up. Um. I just found this randomly. Uh, Little Pete's signature red hunting cap, uh, and Pete and Pete was an homage to uh, Holden Caulfield from *Catcher in the Rye*.
2: Really, they put there's uh, so much thought in that series. I know
0: it's genius
2: for a bunch of dumb kids. Like, well, you could argue now. Like, there's cartoons like, I want watch now. Like, I get stuff.
0: Yeah, That sure. my kid doesn't get.
2: Sure. Wow, that's really well done. Like, Pete and Pete wasn't meant for
0: us. No. That's an adult show. But I loved it as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that the kids in the Midnight Society were never allowed to be shown lighting the campfire? Huh. It was always pre that, that
2: a Was that a liability thing? Uh-huh. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I think we might do fire safety. I was thinking about that. I might, instead of fire tomorrow, <laughs> take this time away to do fire
0: safety with the kid. Oh, it's now better now than ever. All right. Here- yeah, exactly. You got to start them early. Here's your last pick. You're gonna piss off a good friend of ours by doing this pick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do it anyway. What's that? You know who you're gonna piss off by doing this. My last pick. Yeah.
2: I got two more to go. No, you did. You, you yeah, did. you skipped my third one, and I was oh. gonna let it go, and then like pick it up in the fourth.
0: All right, here's your here's your third fourth pick.
2: Well, hello there. My name, if I may present myself, is Mick Z. Nice to finally meet you face to face. <laughs> hmm, let's see. To go to a nativity the help machine in case you have any you know movie making questions etc the portfolio where we keep all of our magnificent
0: what the hell is this
2: this is the introductory video to uh Microsoft's 3D movie maker ah uh this was a software program not released in 1995 that allowed you to make your own animated movies on your home computer um it is very rough uh it it looks it looks pretty good for the time, I guess. This was so much fun, man. Um So you were allotted you had like actual like pre made set pre rendered sets and then there were a number of props you could do and then uh there are characters that you could then dress up and then drop in the scenes and animate them, move them around the set and stuff like that, and then the best part was you could record dialogue. So you had a mic on your computer, and you could record dialogue into it and then um, set triggers, uh, certain points in the script, and it would recite the dialogue for you. And then you would save it, export it as a uh, 3MM file, which was the Movie Maker file, and you could play it back in the theater and watch the movies that you created on your computer. Ooh. Yeah. You could export them somehow, but you need like a whole bunch of third-party shit. And this was this was 1995, 96. Like, you it, it didn't just,
0: yeah. You know,
2: I think I was still using
0: Windows at this point. I don't remember this shit at all.
2: Uh, we were obsessed with this. So uh, me and my friends, my, my I didn't have this. My buddy did. But this was the house where we would have like those. Oh, so this N64. wasn't
0: this wasn't stock software. This was something you had to buy.
2: No, you had to buy this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and this was the same house where we'd get like 10 of us together and you'd have like those uh N64 Golden Eye tournaments, you know, to like five in the morning kind of thing. uh, you know, like super Soaker fights over the course of like the weekend kind of just over the neighborhood just nonstop. But then <clears throat> like three in the morning you come back in and you fire up 3D movie maker. and now there's 10 like immature, and 13-year-olds with the ability to make their own movies and record their own dialogue in the process. Right. Um, So, you know, it led to... um, I'm I'm sure they were absolutely hilarious, um, well-written, and at no point just uh, inappropriate for the sake of being inappropriate. Uh, I'm sure they're all long gone. I should actually talk to the guy. He works... Nearby does some of the kind of stuff that we do. Uh, if he even still, if he even remembers this, or <clears throat> I'm sure he remembers it, but if he still has it, if not, that hard drive that they were on are long gone, unfortunately. Um, this was a lot of fun. It was a. <clears throat> I'm very sorry, folks. You should be. It was. Uh, I. I'm sorry. It was right. definitely a creative outlet, um, and it, it was fun. Like It didn't look gorgeous. The best was the big fat guy with the bulging eyes. He was a lot of fun. We all, he always made the movies. Um, it got remade uh, a few years later. Uh, it became uh, – it was licensed and became the Nickelodeon 3D movie maker. I don't hmm. – I never got to play with that. It was just a different interface. Um and then it was pre-rendered Nickelodeon show backgrounds and Nickelodeon characters like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco, uh, and Stick Stickly became your uh, your host, um, from what I gather. I've I just I read that. I never actually played with it. I played the original. Uh, it it was fun. It uh, was choppy. It wasn't going to win. It wasn't. You weren't going like toe to toe with like Pixar. Right. Uh, but it was just a. It, it was fun to mess around with and if you want you uh can mess around too because this is available for download <clears throat> on uh, archive.org oh if you have uh, if you have a, a computer and you're running and you can run windows 95 <laughs> I,
0: I have <laughs> and, nothing but macintoshes are you okay i'm kind of jealous I'm okay. I got water. Alright.
2: Um but yeah, if you're uh see now I'm looking at this. I'm looking at some like the patch notes. Uh, and they're saying it can even run on Windows ten. I don't know about that. Yeah, it might be able to. But give it a try. If you got you got it, you might have to download another couple of patches like the the uh, no C D patch and stuff like that but it's a fun little program to mess around with and i'm sure there is i'm not sure there absolutely is stuff on your phone that is far more powerful right now but in 1995 i mean this was state of the
0: art some cool shit off to check it out yeah it was fun I didn't get that. could you try uh, it again oh that's that's <laughs> Siri talking to me what the fuck Siri? i didn't even talking to you uh you you said shit Oh, she's like, oh. No, oh you're looking... Here's my last pick. We're trying to wrap this up because uh, it's been a long night. And this is a movie that I actually liked. And I'm going to admit it. I want to undo that bowl and get to know you. Yes! For an out-of-work actor who wants to be close to his kids. Could you make me a woman?
1: I'm so happy. This isn't just a job. It's the role of a lifetime. Ah! I Williams
2: the first time as a woman,
1: I'm getting hot flashes. Mrs. Doubtfire. Back off! Rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, November 24th, at
2: theaters everywhere.
0: Ah, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. So I. Brought... What's wrong
2: with Mrs. Doubtfire?
0: Nothing. I loved it, but it's coming back as a Broadway musical. Maybe I don't know. Broadway's been shut down, but it was announced it's coming back as a Broadway musical at some point. Uh, Robin Williams is genius in this movie. His own son didn't even recognize him in the outfit until he started speaking. Um, apparently, according to one of the Robin Williams biographies, he decided to test the believability of his Mrs. Doubtfire character during filming by going as Mrs. Doubtfire into an adult bookstore and making a purchase. He was able to do so without being recognized. That's hysterical. Um, Robin Williams improvised so much in this movie that there was a PG, a PG-13, an R and an NC-17 edit of this movie. Seriously? Yes. I, I need to see the NC-17 edit of Mrs. Doubtfire. How do you get to... Wow. They would use three cameras at a time when shooting his scenes because he would improvise so much of it. And it was the only way to like Oh,
2: because you can't just go back and get coverage a second time
0: when it's completely improved. Right, exactly. Uh but they still shot scenes fifteen to twenty two times because Robin Williams Jeez. wasn't satisfied until he had the scene worked out of his system. Wow. Yeah. And and that's a guy that's wearing, you know, prosthetics. Right. He's wearing I think it was eight pieces uh, was the mask prosthesis, plus a fat suit, plus hand stuff, and uh, everything. Um, the first Mrs. Doubtfire performance, think of where this came from. Think of what comedians you might have heard, got this from. First time Robin Williams ever performed Mrs. Doubtfire was at an Andy Kaufman show at Carnegie Hall. He was pretending to be Kaufman's grandmother. Huh. Um You know that scene where his teeth fall into the wine glass? Mhm. No none of the cast knew he was going to do that. So oh, all the really? all the reactions in the movie you watch are genuine. There I go. God damn. He was so He genius. was
2: fucking genius. I, I want to go you're going to make fun of me for saying this, but now I never knew that. But I want to go back like I would love to go back and rewatch knowing that like so much of it was just him and improv'd and kind of like look for it. And like look for it in the reactions of like the
0: other cast. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Columbus um he he do the scene scripted two or three times, and then like the other twenty times were all improvis- improvisations. And Chris Columbus called it magical. Uh, he was given free range, uh, and it was it was genius. It's really funny too.
2: It is. Oh, we watched the shit, and it's like the it is like the perfect family movie.
0: Yeah, it is actually because you
2: cause- can like kids like it. It's silly. It's laughable, but it does. It is well written and it's funny. Um, and maybe not the NC Seventeen version, which I would like to
0: see. I would love to see an NC Seventeen cut of Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh yeah, uh, this guy. Maybe doing... you know what? Maybe I don't, because I don't know what would make that NC Seventeen. You know, mm, It's true. What do you? Th- well, yeah. I mean, Clerks was NC Seventeen in the first cut.
2: Uh, they just had does the t- Robin Williams strike you as someone that would expose himself for a laugh?
0: The, <laughs> yes, uh, but he was oh, in go. four and a half hours of makeup each day. Uh, that's brutal. Yeah, uh, the, and the, the one I of don't the- have the attention span for that. The, one of the songs from the, the commercials and everything. I was huge in Aerosmith back then. A dude look, looks like a lady was the song. Uh, him playing soccer on the field and everything. Um, yeah. Did Harvey Firestein actually put the makeup on
2: him for those four hours
0: every no, day? No, but Harvey, Harvey uh was impressed. Robin Williams did an impression of Harvey Firestein on Comic Relief. And when he heard that Robin Williams would be playing a character with a gay brother, he contacted Robin to play the part. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, of course James Bond's a great like asshole, kind of villainish. He's
2: but at the same time
0: he's not. He's not, yeah. You know? Right. The Pierce Brosnan uh, he's handsome. Still handsome. Yeah, he is handsome. He's still handsome. Um I don't know. This is a great movie and it's it's really funny and I don't know why the fuck they're bothering Doing it on Broadway, uh, here's something that could have really screwed up our uh, sexual uh, makeup. Blake Lively was actually considered for the role of Natalie, but it went to Mara Wilson instead. We'd really be uh, Mm. conflicted nowadays. As Blake is. Uh, you know who was ah, offered yeah. the role of Mrs. Doubtfired, uh, Daniel Hillard, and Stu Denmire? Were the initial... The, the the original... Someone was offered the roles of both Mrs. Doubtfired, slash Daniel, and Stu. Oh, oh, okay. He turned them both down.
2: So there I could guess, have been... You know what? On paper, it might not look like a great idea. It was Tim Allen. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Sorry. Neither do I. Especially yeah. since I don't see it. Especially since... And, and as, not a slight on him. It's speak. just you don't have that kind of personality to... Hmm.
0: Yeah, plus Robin 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 Williams is yeah. so perfect in this movie.
2: Yeah, that's why that's why it worked. Like on paper, you like you would like handed this as an actor like uh, I don't know. But in, you know, in hindsight it, Yeah, it worked. It worked cuz he made it work.
0: <coughs> oh, I am so sorry. So, you know the scene where he burns himself when he sets himself on fire? hmm So he Robin Williams grabbed the spoon for a take and burned his hand and started fucking cursing. And Chris Columbus just thought he was acting and um just let, let it keep going. And he felt so bad it was reshot without the middle spoon. Uh but it didn't work, so they left the the take where he gets burned in the movie. <laughs> um I don't know. There's just, this is a fun movie, and uh, it's 1993. I figured, why not? It's a 90s grab bag. I'll talk Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. just because it's, it's in the news because they're making it a stupid Broadway, stupid musical. Uh, oh, come on. Everyone loves a little Broadway, I assume. Uh, all right. Your next pick might get you punched in the face on Monday morning. I'm not coming into work. I have a cough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> The
0: George Foreman grilling
1: Machine is very special. Everyone should have one, number one, because this grill has something no other grill has, slants. You put your food in, and the grease rolls down. And because of the slanting of it, the fat
0: rolls down. It's different. So you're going to be cooking a great deal more healthfully than you ever have before. And there's something else you're not going to believe. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: the one and only George Foreman.
2: You're in trouble. Oh, I know. I know. I know. But Larry, Larry I would mean, have this whooped thing, his ass. Larry's going uh, to. Just don't tell him. I... I'll admit it. This thing was a monster in the 90s. I know. I had one in college. No, it was a monster
0: in the 2000s, too. I had one in college. It, it, yeah, real... it, was too, it, it really did stick around. It
2: wasn't. Because look, it st- was a one. dumb
0: gimmick. I still have one in my, in my cabinet downstairs. I love
2: it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't just a dumb gimmick that some celebrity was
0: touting out um, it, it, it crossed over like the magic bullet yes it became an appliance that you bought for your house it,
2: it really is like a, yeah
0: it is a home appliance uh it was um
2: it, it was not george foreman's creation though that's the thing
0: now and apparently rumor has it it was almost hulk hogan who turned it down could have been the hulk hogan grill. That's what he says. I don't know how true that is. Huh.
2: Yeah, so... It, w- it was invented by this guy, uh, these guys, Michael Bohm and Robert Johnson. It was um, promoted and sold on infomercials by George Foreman. And he licensed his name to it. So... People have this weird idea though that George Foreman was like out in his garage when it post career inventing grills. I don't know if you ever knew that. No. That he didn't do it.
0: What, George Foreman didn't invent this grill?
2: That's not no, he was just a spokesman and licensed his name. Huh. So I I guarantee you I did ruin someone's day there. I'm very sorry. But it has slants regardless. Um, so that way, what you could do is it all drips. So because it grills slanted, all the fat drips down in this little tray that then once you put your food on your plate, you can then drizzle that on like a nice dressing.
0: Or use it as a um, deglazing. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, render that down. Yeah, deglaze it. They put it in a pan. Deglaze it. Render it down, and make a uh, a reduction with it. Ooh, that would be good. Nice fatty reduction. Yeah, you I know don't know it's good on a foreman. Grilled cheese, bacon's good on a form, and unless you're Michael Scott, then you'll burn your foot on it. Um, <laughs> hot dogs are good on a form, and grilled chicken's good on a form. Yeah. Everything's good on a form. Form just great. They're great, They're great yeah. products. And now that they have, like, the plates that you could pop off and wash without washing them in the machine. Oh, yeah. When you had to, like, get it in there in the sink, and you're, like, scrubbing, trying to get yeah. it at it, and then
2: you're worried that you didn't let it dry long enough, and you are in to electrocute yourself. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you had
0: it in the tiny uh one bedroom kitchenette apartment in new york city <laughs> yeah it's very likely to burn the place down but yeah, yeah. but i mean
2: and that was it, that's it was perfect for that like when i was in my first apartment i had no room there was uh i and i didn't trust the actually even plug in the stove the wiring is so shady so yeah i just i lived you know off this thing and i i had the smaller one that could fit like two hamburger patties or something on it Um, And eventually upgraded uh, to a a slightly bigger one. But, I mean, they have every shape and size, and it's just... It it became a a monster uh, of itself. I forgot. I had somewhere... I had the numbers written down. Like, they made...
0: Yeah, there was a lot of different versions Over, of the Foreman Grill. There was an outside version that stood up. There was the indoor stand up. There was I, the, this was size, that size. Backwards. It and they they it was it was basically sized by burgers. How many burgers you could put on? This is the two burger version. This is the four burger, the six burger, the twenty-seven burger version. There it was. That's how they sold it. We officially blew it. It's midnight. I was trying to get you wrapped up. You should be uh, finished today, but you Sorry, were, I was looking for. So you were in, you were lost in, in some world years, there talking about versions of the Foreman Grills.
2: Uh, over the course of 15 years, they sold over $100 million of these things.
0: Damn. Yeah. And- uh, I probably am, like, at least seven of them. You, you don't- Foremans don't last for life. They're very disposable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the well, problem, people. I understand that.
2: So, all right. So, I'm just reading verbatim here. He was paid $138 million in 1999 um, to continue- uh, the rights to, to buy him out, I guess, because before that, he was making forty percent on the grill. Damn. <laughs> he was making four and a half million dollars
0: a month. Look at him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Don't don't tell Larry. Don't tell Larry. Well, this was a fun show. Larry did the grill. If we did I'd buy a Larry grill. You should have invented a grill, squeezer. What the hell are you doing doing a podcast with me? Sorry. This was a fun nineties grab bag. Yeah, we're kind of out there and not completely in it, but you know, we're dealing with a lot of shit and we sure you are we're sure you are too. And we hope that we can be here for you to get through this. Uh, our schedule's very lax. There's no reason why we can't get the next show done early next week because everything kind of fell away. Uh right. I mean it's kind of like we yeah. got nothing. Yeah. Um there's some orders for out here Create work for us to do. I gotta up. get yeah. out. Yeah. We're uh if we get quarantined, we're gonna do more than one show a week because um it'll be yeah. fun, why not? And uh hopefully that doesn't happen and hopefully you just get our weekly show. Check us out. I- I'm posting our arcade one up interview. This week I got it cut, I just gotta export it and and post it with all the information on the latest uh, arcade cabinets and what's coming out soon from arcade one up that's from toy fair um 2020 uh until then listen to us next week when we have more Radiers podcasts. podcast i'm rk i'm squeezer we'll talk to you next week stay safe and wash your hands